Hi guys, welcome to another edition of Gold Bazan. Today we'll be interviewing Alako Eskanderian, former American footballer that is Iranian Armenian descent. He's played throughout his career for few notable MLS clubs such as DC United, Toronto FC, Real Salt Lake, Chivas USA, and LA Galaxy. Also, has played for the United States national team. Alako today has been coaching, is a head coach of the New York Cosmos B side, but is also the personal assistant of the first team for the New York Cosmos. Um, we'll be looking forward to seeing what he has to say about his career and um, what he has in store for himself in the future. I hope you guys enjoy this. Hey guys, right now I'm joined by Aleko Eskanderian. Aleko, how are you doing today? I'm great, how are you? Very well, thank you. And I want to thank you for coming on Gold Bazan. Before we're going to move on to talk about your career, I want to talk about your father, Andronik Eskanderian, that played for Taj Football Club, which now is called Club, and he even won the league with them. Um, what has he told you about his time for playing for this club and representing the reigning national team in the 1978 World Cup? Yeah, I mean, he's told me a lot. Um, obviously, that was a big part of my childhood. Uh, I grew up uh, with a soccer ball in my hands because uh, I followed my dad's footsteps. And um, obviously, uh, I've heard many stories about his career growing up in Iran and uh, playing for Taj and, and uh, even with Ararat before that and all that stuff. So um, it's you know very inspiring for me that he was able to move his way up the ranks and, and uh, make it to the national team. Uh, for Team Melli and, and uh, playing the World Cup, obviously, which is, uh, you know, a dream for any footballer. Yeah, definitely. And obviously, he was obviously a role model. He had a big influence of you to per, uh, pursue football. Did he ever convince you to play as a defender as opposed to playing as a forward <laughs> that you, you know, you're used to playing as a striker and you used to play for as a defender for uh, even for New York Cosmos, which we'll get back to that. But um, how was that uh, pursuing went for you? Yeah, no, I think it's uh, just personality. You know, uh, my, my father never never pushed me to play any position. He never even pushed me to play soccer. Um, you know, in fact, if I was ever uh, misbehaving or if I was in trouble uh, as a kid, the first thing both my parents would say is, okay, we're not going to let you play uh, soccer this week. And it would, it would kill me inside. Um, so they would, you know, they were always very open and they never pushed me to anything. And I think uh, just when I was little and I would watch all the tapes of all the games, uh, you know, the 78 World Cup and then the New York Cosmo games, uh, I always loved scoring goals. Um, I loved watching guys like Giorgio Canalia and and uh, all the goal scorers, and that was that was my passion. So I think it was more just my personality uh, um, as a younger player, as as a as a child. Um, I just enjoyed that part of the game, and I think it worked out perfectly because uh, I had one of the best defenders to ever play the game to go up against uh, when I was growing up. Perfect. Appreciate that. And um, before, could you tell us about your career in the MLS? Um, obviously, I know if I'm not mistaken, you played for uh, University of Virginia, if I'm not mistaken. So did you get basically drafted to the MLS and you started your career from there? Yeah, it's uh, it's a little bit complicated. I, you know, I, went to, I grew up in New Jersey. I went to high school in New Jersey. And then I chose to go to college at the University of Virginia. Mm -hmm. And then after two and a half years, I left school early to go pro because I was offered a, a contract in MLS. Um, and then I had to enter uh, the draft and 
and uh, I got picked, uh, you know, with the first pick by DC United. Um, but prior to that, I had some options overseas as well, in, in Portugal and Denmark and Spain, places like that. But um, ultimately, I wanted to start my career uh, closer to my family, and, and I chose MLS. Beautiful. And um, speaking of which, when you played in MLS, who would you say was the best player you played alongside with or the toughest opponent uh, throughout this career that you had in the MLS? Oof, uh, it's a tough one. Yeah, it's a tough one. Yeah, a little off guard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, played with, uh, I played with David Beckham uh, mm -hmm. with the Galaxy, um, and he, he was probably one of the best guys. Um, just very smart, great technique, great player, great guy off the, off the field as well. So, you know, obviously he's the most well-known guy. Uh, when I was at DC United, a guy named Christian Gomez from Argentina, he was a, a fantastic player as well. Um, in terms of the best guy I ever played against, it's tough because we played a lot of games against, you know, AC Milan, Real Madrid, yeah. you know, all these, all these teams with great players. Um, the defenders, I would say, probably Nesta was, was the best defender. And then, uh, actually, when I was with the U.S. national team, played against Pirlo when he was younger, and he mm -hmm. was uh, he was phenomenal as well. So a lot of a lot of great players. The list uh, would go on and on. Yeah, appreciate that. Um, speaking of, like obviously playing the MLS and stuff. Um, one of the gold is we concentrate on a lot about Iranian football and Asian football. And my question in terms of that is, did the Iranian Football Federation ever contact you while you were playing in DC United? Uh, you know, real side like City Chivas or even LA Galaxy at the time. No, never, never directly. You know, mm -hmm. when I was growing up, um, you know, I started with the U.S. national team at an early age. I think I was. 15, 16 years old when uh, I got called into the U.S. under-17 national team. Um, and at that time, uh, I know some people said, hey, if you choose to play with the U.S., then, you know, maybe uh, you won't have any other opportunities with Iran or even Armenia, which is, you know, what our ethnicity is. Mm -hmm. And um, for me, I, I never heard anything from the federations of those countries. Uh, so it was an easy decision for me because the U.S. called me in and, right. and I said yes. And, you know, obviously your dad played for Team Million. So do you ever, um, do you still follow Iranian football like Team Million or anything with him? or Tom? For sure, for yeah. sure, yeah. I mean, I don't follow it uh, as closely just because yeah. I'm, so, I'm so busy now with uh, yes. work. But um, it's definitely something that we always discuss. You know, whenever I call my dad and we watch the national team games, we always, you know, talk about, you know, the U.S. And, and all the other, you know, big countries, but then we'll always keep our eye on Armenia and Iran as well because obviously that's a big part of our history and our culture. So uh, it's been it's been very fun to follow them along the years, especially when I was younger growing up, you know, the days of uh, Ali Dai yeah. and Azizi and, and uh, all of those guys. Those guys were uh, some of my favorite players growing up. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, you know, obviously, the interesting enough is that you never played actually for New York Cosmos, but right now you're the head coach of the B side, which I believe is a reserves team for the New York Cosmos, but you're personal assistant for the first team. Um, how did that go on about? Because I know your father played for him as a defender. How did you get into the role of being basically being a coach for the New York Cosmos? And how has that career been so far for you? It's been good. Um, you know, my career as a player was cut short because of injury. Um, I had some uh, very bad concussions, and ultimately uh, the doctors would not let me continue playing anymore uh, because I had a lot of problems with headaches and vertigo mm -hmm. and things like that. So I was forced to retire at 26, 27 years old, and 
um, I decided to go back to school and move on with my life. And then the opportunity came up with, uh, with coaching. So first I started uh, with the MLS team, the Philadelphia Union. And then shortly thereafter, uh, the New York Cosmos made the announcement that they were going to come back and bring the team back again. And uh, the head coach, Giovanni Savarisi, reached out to me and told me that he would love for me to be part of the project. So uh, I thought it was a, a fitting way to kind of um, get back into pro soccer with uh, the team that, that brought my country over to America. How would you, like, I have a question personally, how would you say how big is honestly soccer, football, whatever you like to call it, in New York City specifically right now, we see there's obviously the Red Bulls and now you have a new team which they call them now Man City B or C, the New York City FC, and right now you have the New York Cosmos. How big has, you know, football has been growing in the States in your terms and from what you what you have been seeing? No, f- football or soccer here in, in the U.S. and especially in New York City is huge. I mean... There's uh, all kinds of different people here in New York City, all kinds of different backgrounds, mm-hmm. races, ethnicities. So um, there's a lot of soccer people. And if you put quality on the field, they're going to come watch. They're going to come support it. So uh, it's been great to have three teams you know, in this area because there's, they're all good teams. They all have good players. And I think it makes it fun for the fans. So uh, it's, it's been a great thing. My next question to you is obviously um, Raul, the great legend of Real Madrid, is said to be retired in November, if I'm not mistaken. How is it working with him? It's been it's been uh, interesting. You know, he's he's definitely a guy who is extremely professional and and uh, has had such an amazing career. Um, you know, I, I think his if you put his career achievements they could be compared to any of the greatest players in the world and he would still shine brightly so to have someone with his experience here on a day-to-day basis to see the way he works and the way he focuses has really been beneficial for me as a young coach I've learned a lot of uh you know how to manage uh someone with you know those standards and expectations but also um learning from him even with how he plays the game and how he sees things differently than uh, the typical player, so it's really been a great experience. I hope I'm not mistaken, but is Eric Cantona, if, I don't know if he's still the director or not, but how was it, you know, just meeting such a great legend that, you know, he played for Manchester United, being a big United fan, and obviously meeting with Pele himself and sometimes working on him on a daily basis. How has that been for you? Yeah, no, Eric, Eric Cantona has, has not been here since I've been here. Um, I think he kind of stopped working for the club mm-hmm. uh, a while ago, maybe three, four years ago. Right. Um, so I have not ever seen him. Um, but obviously he's a, he's a legendary player. Uh, with Pelé and Carlos Alberto, Beckenbauer, some of the other greats right. that played for the Cosmos, they've they've been uh, gracious enough to come visit us and offer their advice and uh, come watch games. So that's been, that's been fantastic. Obviously those were guys that played with my father back in the day. So... It's just great to reconnect with the past. Do you have any future plans going along as as a coach? Would you like to be coaching for you know a club now in the MLS or somewhere else abroad? Um, what are your future plans? Um, as the assistant coach with the first team and then to be the head coach of the B team this year and to win uh, the championship was a, a great experience for me. And I think uh, it helped me in many ways grow as a coach where I think uh, I'm growing to be ready for that next step. So where that takes me or when that will happen, I'm not sure. But uh, I'm just going to keep on working to uh, to better myself and hopefully 
you know, opportunities will come. But uh, I'm not in any rush right now. But of course, I'll always be open to uh, better opportunities. You know, like I appreciate your time. And the final question that I have for you is that if people that are listening to this and they obviously want to pursue becoming a professional footballer, what would you tell them? <laughs> it's not an easy job. It's not <laughs> an easy life. Um, you know, if it was easy, everyone would do it. But uh, the guys that make it are the ones that stay committed, stay focused. Um, you know, work hard when nobody's watching. There's a lot of guys that only want to play when they're comfortable or where when they can look good. But uh, the truth is, if you can get better at the things that you're not good at, that you're not comfortable with, that's what's going to take you over the edge. Because at the next level, everyone's good. Everyone's good, so every little detail counts. And the more you can get better at all these little details and not be afraid to challenge yourself and to work outside the box – um, you know, when, when it gets tough, that's where you're going to rely on. So, um, that would be my, my advice, but you got to have fun with everything you do. You got to have fun. If you're not having fun, then it's not for you. I look like Scandarian. I appreciate your time, sir. Please tell your father, Andronic, we said hi, you know, he's a great legend. Uh, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. Hold office. Hold office.